Hey, everybody, welcome back to Rose 1 through 10. We're here for episode 9, is this now? 9 eight. or 8? Episode 8, episode 8 now. And uh, already losing track, but uh, this should be a pretty fun episode, big episode. We're going to preview NASCAR season coming up, Xfinity, Trucks, Cup, uh, all that good stuff. We're going to preview the World of Outlaws season upcoming. That's kicking off this weekend. We're going to talk about the beginning of the Ollie's all-star circuit of champions season <clears throat> and my trip to Scrabble Motor Speedway to see their first race this past Friday. And we're going to talk, recap the Rolex 24, but uh, we do have a guest with us today. So uh, Nathan, would you like to introduce yourself and plug any of your social medias and your podcast and all that good stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I'll put myself on a spot on my name's Nathan. You can find me on Twitter uh, at BigNate11. Same goes for Instagram. I'm just there to talk about racing. I mean, pretty much any form of racing on pavement I'm familiar with. So um, if you know me, if you want to know me, just find me on there. And um, we'll, we can hit it off. I mean, I'm open to anything. So just um, find me on there. Good deal. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to start off this week's episode with uh, some NASCAR, NASCAR predictions. Um, we're going to give our truck uh, playoff picks, our Xfinity playoff picks, and then we're going to run through the cup uh, playoffs. Um, so, Travis, you want to start? Uh, give us your top 10 that are going to make the truck playoffs. Yeah, so we'll start off with the trucks. Um so my top 10, the 10 guys I have in the playoffs, I got Sheldon Creed, Grant Enfinger, John Hunter Nemanchek, Zane Smith, Raphael Lassard, Chandler Smith, Matt Crafton, Ben Rhodes, Tyler Ancrum, and Todd Gilliland. Okay. Um, what about you, Nathan? Did you make some picks for us? Um, for the trucks, I mean, I didn't go as far as for playoffs, but I feel like um, it's pretty similar to what he said. The only one I'm kind of uncertain about is Todd Gilliland, maybe, because um, – I mean, it's front row, and I'm not sure how the team's going to go. And then um, there were some rumors about Grant Enfinger and whether or not he's actually going to run the full year. So I'm kind of waiting to see uh, what they say about that at first because Thorsport hasn't announced. I gotcha. Yeah, I didn't did not realize that. Um, I actually, I don't even think they've announced manufacturer yet. Even have they? Uh, yeah, they're really late, and I I don't know what's going on with them. I thought they said they were switching to Toyota. I think that's the rumor, but I don't think it's been, like, officially announced gotcha. yet. Yeah, I, ha- I have Enfinger and Todd going in my 10 as well, um, if I run down my list here. John Hunter Nemechek, Johnny Sauter, Sheldon Creed, Austin Hill, Chandler Smith, Todd Gilliland, Ryan Truex, Brett Moffitt, uh, Matt Crafton, and uh, Grant Enfinger. Um, and when I was putting together this list, I had a really tough time. I mean, the, the truck series is just stacked with talent and guys that can win races so, who did you uh leave out on your list i'm because there's i feel like because we had some good i left there, out so i heard i uh, don't believe you Zane smith yeah i did not have him did you have uh Sheldon i have Sheldon creed yes yeah did you have the uh, tyler Ancrum? i did not have Ancrum. gotcha and chandler, chandler smith, smith i have ben Rhodes. no roads gotcha so yeah so already some uh some uh disagreements off yeah i mean that. like i said so, when i, I mean, was going through the cool. list i mean it, the the truck series is just stacked and with 10 spots to fill i mean it's it's not enough they really need to to uh 
to bump that up to 12, I think, um, because there's so many competitive trucks in the series. Right. Cause I realize now I left Austin Hill off mine and I probably, I'd probably go back and change that now, but I already read off my list, but I mean, that was one of the best trucks all for the last few yeah, years. Yeah. I mean, so, he won the you know, uh, that, regular season championship last year and then just kind of fell apart in the playoffs. So that, that was kind of a overlook on my part to leave, uh, Austin Hill off of that, but it's going to be a, a really competitive year in trucks and Xfinity. I know there's been times where people have complained about, you know, the amount of competitive cars in those series, but uh, this is not one of those years because I think both series are, are pretty stacked with, with talent and fast cars. And like you say, I don't, I don't know uh, why they won't, they don't, don't just go ahead and bump that up to 12 considering it's clunky where they only put two people out in the first round anyway. Why not just bump that up and put 12 people in? Right. Um, I remember it was maybe what last year or not last year, the year before when the KBM boys got bumped. Um, I believe it maybe somebody, I can't remember who, maybe Crafton bumped them out. Um, I can't remember exactly the situation, but I remember there was drivers that you, you would have thought were going to make the playoffs that didn't make the playoffs. I know one of those was Tyler Ankrum winning and uh, right. when he drove for DGR. Might have been the Ankrum and, win, uh, yeah. Yeah, he had a got a playoff spot with a uh, with a uh, DGR Crossley racing, and uh, you know, speaking of DGR Crossley, as we talk about the truck series, uh, just wondering what you guys think about uh, expectations for Haley Deegan this mm-hmm. season. You know, she's probably you know whether you're a fan or not, she's probably going to be one of the if not the story of the series this year. And I was just curious if you guys had any opinions on, you know, what you expect her rookie season in the truck series to look like. Nathan, I'll let you lead off if you want. Yeah, I guess I'll give it a go. I mean, I think, to be honest with you, I mean, I see a lot of people hyping her up or I see a lot of people ragging on her, but I feel like if she's in the top 20 in points, it's probably a good year as long as she's contending for top 15s on a weekly basis because, um, I feel like the ARCA fields she was in were kind of weak, so I feel like she's going to have to learn to get with the more competitive field and compete on a regular basis because ARCA had, like, literally five cars that you could count on one hand that were competitive enough to win, and it's not going to be that way in trucks. Yeah, I think you nailed it there. You said uh, some people are hyping her up. Some people are saying, oh, she ain't going to – she's the next Danica Patrick. She can't – she's not going to make it, whatever. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Um, I think this first year you kind of got to set the bar low and and realize that this is a, a stepping stone. Uh, this truck is completely different from what she's raced previously. Um, and I think it's just it's a stepping stone. So, so it's, like you said, if she's running top top 15, top 20s weekly, I think that's a, that's a good sign. And they, they just need to keep her in the lower series and let her develop before they move her up. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, I, I just – I hope people temper their expectations for her because I do think she's a talented driver. But, you know, as with any young driver, when they step into the series, you know, it's going to take them some time to, you know, like learn and, and get these trucks under them. Like, you know, you look at Derek Krause who like ran in, in K&N with Haley Deegan and he, you know, he I think that team ran good. Yeah, they, they didn't have a great year, but they ran that. consistent. And I think if you can kind of expect the same from Haley Deegan, then – then that shows that she's on the right track. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And uh, 
you know, it's just going to be throughout the season, you know, like learn things, don't make the same mistakes and, and uh, slowly get better and keep the, keep the trucks clean. And, you know, uh, she's going to learn those things and, you know, that, and that's just where it comes down to. I hope, you know, people aren't, you know, trying to, and I know people are going to overreact because unfortunately that's just, you know, the society, you know, we, we live in where, you know, people don't have patience anymore and, don't really wait on development. So, you know, if, if she struggles early and makes some mistakes, there's probably going to be a lot of people ragging on her. So, you know, uh, you know, we'll just kind of have to sit back and uh, watch what happens, but it's going to be a fun story to follow all year with her. Yeah. I think it'll help. Uh, there's two dirt races for the trucks this year at oh, Bristol man, and Knoxville. So I think those uh, will fit right into her wheelhouse a little bit and maybe she can, really do well there and showcase some of her talent. I am, you know, through the, you know, over the moon excited for that race at Knoxville to, to see NASCAR, you know, bringing uh, one of their top three series to one of the most historic racetracks in America. And, you know, I can only hope that this eventually my whole theory with Bristol dirt and with Knoxville raceway is that, they're using Bristol dirt as like a trial to see if, if they can make the cup series work on dirt. And then if it, and then at the same time, they're using the truck series as a trial at Knoxville to see if, you know, the, the speedway can support, uh, you know, a big NASCAR event coming into town. And if that's a check in check, I think both of those trials will lead to the cup series at Knoxville in short order. Yeah. You'd hope to see that. Um, it's kind of neat that the World Outlaws are going back to Bristol, which is kind of like the home of NASCAR, essentially. Um, and then you see the trucks going to Knoxville. So it's kind of the, the Outlaws and NASCAR worlds colliding. So it's really cool to see for us race fans. Um, I think they're both going to be spectacular shows. Um, the Bristol race, I'm kind of iffy about, but it will definitely be must-watch TV. Yeah, I mean, even if it's bad, oh, it's entertaining. Exactly. Way. Exactly. You never know if you oh, absolutely. Right? Now I, I, mean, I give NASCAR, I give NASCAR credit for you know giving it a shot. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Then we don't have to do it again. Oh yeah, year. I mean it's something but fresh, you never something fresh, and, and something that's going to be entertaining. So definitely commend NASCAR for putting together something like that. You got anything to add on that, Nate? I mean, I was going to say something similar. Um, I just think that even if it's bad, it's going to be entertaining no matter what. I mean, you see dirt races like Eldora and trucks. I mean, even if they're chaos, they're still somewhat entertaining to watch. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you get freight train races at Williams Grove Speedway or whatever, and it's still still entertaining to watch right. these drivers have a handful of wheel and sliding out of control. But, um, yeah, so... uh. To circle back around with the truck series, uh, who do you guys have in your championship for for the truck series? Um, I'm gonna go with John Hunter Nemechek, uh, Sheldon Creed, Brett Moffitt, and Matt Crafton. And who's your champion? John Hunter Nemechek. Gotcha. And uh, what about yourself? Yeah, I'll probably go Nemechek as well. Um, I think Zane Smith is probably gonna get in if he was anything like last year. Um, Sheldon Creed, of course. And then for the last one, you know, I'm probably going to lean towards um, 
I thought about Moffitt, but with me, I'm kind of undecided on how his whole team's going to go. So I'm probably just going to go with um, probably – no, way. Yeah, I was going to say Moffitt, but I was going to go with Austin Hill, the one you were forgetting earlier. So uh, That's a solid pick. You know, that team's been fast the last couple of years and won a championship with Brent Moffitt in 2018. Mm-hmm. But uh, for mine, I got, I got Zane Smith. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek, Sheldon Creed, and Raphael Lassard. Yeah, that's uh, one I was going to say is kind of a sleeper yeah, pick. Is uh, him too. He he ran really well in the KBM stuff and just never really got that chance to to win. But he really started. No doubt. Out. I mean, he he, he ran very consistent in that that equipment, and he's moving to probably equal equipment across the board to GMS. So, um, I think he'll definitely definitely may probably pick up a win this year. Mm-hmm. He he was one that I had right on the uh, border of in or out of the playoffs. So, and I have uh I have Zane Smith as my champion to add to that. Uh, he was close last year, and I was hyping him up and picking him a lot last year. So I'll stick with that trend, and I think you know he's going to break through and get it done this year. Right on. Um, and with that, we can move into Xfinity. Um, Travis. Go take that pizza out. Go pick that <laughs> yeah, pizza little, out of the oven. Burns, uh, <laughs> so you can go ahead and run down your Xfinity picks. So uh, for the Xfinity playoffs, I got uh, Austin Sendrick, Justin Allgaier, Daniel Hamrick, Harrison Burton, Noah Gregson, A.J. Allmendinger, Brandon Jones, Justin Haley, Jeb Burton, Michael Annette, Riley Herbst, and Brandon Brown. Those are my 12. And uh, Derek's probably not back yet. Do you got 12 names? Um, I don't know 12 exactly, but they're along the lines of that. I definitely think that the bubble battle is probably going to be really entertaining with um, Anderson's kind of unknown quantity and Xfinity. But we have guys like Brandon Brown, Ryan C., uh, Jeremy Clements, all those guys. That'll be really entertaining. But I definitely think that A.J. Allmendinger is someone I'm going to hype up all year. Yeah, I think especially with all the the amount of uh, road course races, it's going to be, you know, I think him, and, you know, it seemed iffy for a while if he's going to run full-time. And then we got the announcement yeah. and Colleague going to three cars full-time with and uh, to see Almondinger back in the series full-time. Like, I really think he's going to turn some heads oh, this yeah. year and he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna pile up some wins and he's going to be a factor in this championship without a doubt. Yeah, I definitely think if if there's going to be a champion that isn't from, uh, say, Gibbs, Penske, or JRM, it's got to be him. I mean, he ran a limited schedule last year, and he ran well everywhere. So, I actually have a modification to make on my 12, I will say. Um, uh, I, I forgot, as I look at the list, that Myatt Snyder is running full-time oh, for RCR, so I will – put my Snyder in on my list will which will unfortunately bump out Brandon Brown mm-hmm. but you know as you say that bubble battle is going to be fun and it unfortunately it seems like there's like 12 guys from like the top teams which might make it a little harder for like you know those Brandon Browns and Ryan Seeks and Jeremy Clements to get in but you know if any of those guys can steal win somewhere we'll see but uh but uh based off that uh the 11 I said, and then obviously I'll add my Snyder and bump out. Brandon yeah. Well, Brown. I'm going to jump in here. I'm back. Uh, appreciate y'all dealing with that. Uh, 
I'll run down my list here. When I was uh, putting this list together, I, I first started to to list 16, and I, I had to go back and realize there's only 12 that make it. And honestly, the 16, I mean, it was a little tough getting towards the end, but 12, uh, it was it was easy. And, I mean, I had to take some people out and bump people. Um, but it, my list in no order is uh, Justin Allgaier, Noah Gregson, Jeb Burton, A.J. Allmendinger, Justin Haley, Daniel Hemrick, Brendan Jones, Austin Sendrick, Riley Herps, Maya Snyder, Harrison Burton, and Brandon Brown. So who? So you have Brandon Brown in. I have Brandon Brown the last spot out. I'm trying to think who we have. Diff- so you have Michael in there. Yes, I have Annette out. I have Herbst in, which okay. I know you probably have out. <laughs> Well, yeah, I okay. have Herbst in actually. Yeah, I feel like I the car is too good. Travis, Travis likes I mean, to shit. Yeah, Travis likes to no shit on Herbst. So yeah, I was like, there's no way he has him in. But yeah, like you said, no, the, the car is too in. good. I have, I have our, I have our friend Brandon Brown out, unfortunately, and I have uh, though that that last spot I think will probably be, probably be like Riley Herbst, Myatt Snyder, Michael Annette. But I think there'll be a sizable gap between like those three guys. Do you have Jeb Burton around. in your twelve? Okay, I do have Jeb Burton in. Yep, I have yeah, all three. Yeah, Kyle's gonna be strong this year. Um, so it sounds like we're pretty much across the board there. I mean, there's a few obviously uh, question marks. Uh, I was on the fence about maybe Ryan C getting back in the playoffs again this year. Um, but the field is just stacked with names again. Yeah. I, I was I was telling Nathan before you came back, like the way it looks to me, it looks as if there are like twelve cars from yeah. the top teams, right? Which which makes it unfortunate for you know the Brandon Browns, the Ryan Siegs, the Jeremy Clements, because I just feel like that equipment gap, like Nathan said with Riley Herbst, even if the talent gap, I think the equipment gap is too much. We're like. There's no chance that Riley Herbst will misses the playoffs driving that car. It's just too like he'd fast. He'd have to crash like, out every single race to not make it. Oh yeah, and I mean, I, I'd honestly, even though I, I don't know how talented of a driver he is, I try to keep things. Uh, uh, even though this is far from a professional yeah. operation, I try <laughs> to keep things like nice on this podcast. Right. But uh, you know. I don't know. I I don't. I'd be surprised if if he didn't win. You know, manage to find himself in victory lane at some point this year. Yeah, it would take a lot of. He would have to run out of talent a lot of times to not have that car in victory lane. Yeah, uh, and like I said, when I I thought at first I had sixteen drivers. Um, when I was compiling that sixteen, I think drivers just on outside that bubble of guys to watch are the uh, the JD Motorsports cars. Got two solid drivers there with uh. There's like four. Of them. Yeah, but I think the two big names you got Landon Castle full time and Jeffrey Earnhardt full time, and I think those guys uh could could easily get it done on possibly one of the restricted plate tracks or the road courses. Um, I think the opportunity could be there for one of those guys to sneak into the playoffs. I think Landon Castle has long been a very oh, no underrated doubt. driver, and. Uh, and, you know, I think Ross Chastain proved that you can compete in those cars. I think he proved that himself. We know how talented Ross Chastain is. And he was able to take that car into the Xfinity Series playoffs. And almost, remember, we were at Dover when he was fighting for that uh, 
for that yeah. last spot to advance and uh, just driving the absolute wheels off that car. And, and I, I don't think there's any reason why Landon Castle can't do a lot of this. Yeah, same. no doubt. Um, like I said, those were a couple of drivers that I had just on the outside looking in. But, um, yeah, it should be interesting. Like I say, I just kind of feel for that those, like, that next tier of teams because base, I made my original list and I had forgotten my Snyder was running full-time. So it seems like there's, like, 12 top rides. But, you know, we'll see what happens. And, you know, we could always have a Jeremy Clements uh, come up and, and steal a win and then really upset the rap, mm-hmm. the, uh, the apple cart. Um, it was a little disappointing but, um, to not have a dirt race on it for the Xfinity side. Um, but hopefully that's something that they're looking at to maybe getting here in the next year or two. I, I'm surprised they didn't try to make that happen. With yeah, the, uh, they have all three series there. From what I understand, they're not doing that. So it's a very missed opportunity for NASCAR, I think. Yeah, or to take the Xfinity to Knoxville, but it's something I'd be surprised if it's not coming here very soon. But uh, you know, I was ta- before you came back, um, the fact AJ Allmendinger is running full time in the series this year, you know, I think he's a guy that's going to make a lot of noise and somebody that's going to. I think he might lead the series and wins this year if I had to make like yeah. a bold prediction. Yeah, that's definitely he, pretty he'll bold. come out and. Uh, you know, he'll come out and, uh, you know, like real, really shake up the series. The fact that he's going to be in that car every week. There's, what, five road course races or something like that. So, you know, he's him and Cindric are going to be tough to beat on those, obviously. But uh, all things that will be fun to watch. And I'm a huge Daniel Hamrick fan. To, so to see him back in like a full-time competitive ride, I really think this is like, his maybe his last big chance to really make it happen, but he's always been a guy that I've long believed in and believe in his talent, and I think he's going to win a few races and be a real factor in that uh, JGR. Yeah, I think that's no year. question that he'll he'll be looking to knock down some wins this year. As uh, as is uh, you know, JGR should be looking pretty good yeah, this year, I um, think, because. You know, Harrison Burton racked up some wins at the end of last year. And Brandon Jones, like, I think he made leaps and bounds improvement throughout the year last year. And, you know, he, you know, there was a while where people wanted him out of the sport completely and said he didn't have it. But I think he kind of shut down that narrative last year and proved, you know, he's a guy that belongs and he's a guy that can make it happen. And, uh, you know, I really think he has a chance to prove himself this year and maybe – you know, with uh, the backing he has, if, uh, you know, he has a good year in Xfinity this year, Brandon Jones does, he could be the guy that's in line to maybe get that 23-11 uh, ride next year if they go to a second Yeah, car. I think there's a couple guys in line uh, with the news today. Ty Dillon coming out running the uh, Clash on Tuesday night for 23XI racing. That kind of might be like a side story to watch throughout this year is like you know whichever one of those guys at jgr and xfinity or you know john hunter neiman you know really grabs the reins and, and lights up uh one of these lower series this year any of those guys hemrick jones burton neiman ty dillon any of those guys if they come out and really make noise this year they'll have a chance to grab a second 23 11 ride 
Because I think a lot yeah. of people agree that that's the long term plan for that team. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I'm definitely. I feel like it's going to be between Burton and Hemrick because I know Hemrick's got. He knows Hamlin very well on a personal basis, and um, I'm just speculating on this, but there's a sponsor announcement for uh, Hamlin on Monday that was with an orange background, and my thought is, you know, maybe it's uh, Poppy Bank or whatever mm. it is, the uh, sponsor. That's it's a good idea. And, you know, it makes me thinking, like, you know, it could be him. I think Burton's probably a good pick because um, if he got four wins as a rookie, I feel like it's not going to go down from here, and He's got backing as well, so. Yeah, I totally agree with uh, both of those guys have that opportunity. And uh, like I say, I'll just – I think Brandon Jones, between the improvements he's made as a driver and the fact he has funding behind him, he'll definitely uh, – I think he'll be in the mix for it too. And John Hunter Nemanchek, another guy I'm not the hugest fan of, but he has cup experience and – you know, he has a chance with KBM, you know, if he comes out with KBM and takes over that series this year, he could, he could be a factor. So I personally think all four of those guys will really have a chance to kind of take the reins and put themselves in position to get that second seat along with Ty Dillon. Yeah, for sure. Um, be interesting to watch what happens with that. Hopefully they become a four car team and give some seats for Toyota on the cup side. Um, and since we're talking about it, we can transition into our cup playoff picks. Oh, yeah, we want to yeah, give yeah, our yeah. championship fours for Xfinity. So mine, I have Justin Allgaier, Austin Sendrick, Daniel Hemrick, and A.J. Allmendinger. And I got Justin Allgaier as my champion. Nice. Okay, so I'll go. Um, this is kind of tough for me because I feel like as you said, all three of the Gibbs guys have a really good, uh, a really good chance at it. But I think Cindric's definitely going to be in. I think uh, Burton's definitely going to be in. JRM's kind of be between Gregson and Algar, but I feel like Gregson's going to make it just off of improvement sake. I think he'll improve a lot, and then um, probably Almondinger will be the last pick I have in there. I mean, it's college; it's not as good of equipment, but I think he'll make the difference. Yeah, I mean, Justin Haley got in there driving it last year, so like yeah. I said, there's no reason there's no reason any of those guys can't because there's no reason to think that they won't be better. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think Cindric is overall going to be my title pick just based on how he ran last year. You know, he won. It's harder. You know, however, no, God knows how many races he won last year, but I know it was a lot. Like, he could have won six in a row, obviously, in the summer, I think that without Briscoe being there, it's probably going to be similar. Like, it's not going to be – I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I think that he'll have a great chance to do Yeah, I, I got Cindric as my champion as well. Um, I got both the uh, JRM cars in Allgaier and Gregson, um, Cindric, and then I'll throw in AJ Allmendinger cause, because he's going to be hungry going for a championship. For sure. So we got two Cindric picks to go back to back, and I'm gonna roll with Justin Allgaier. He's another guy. I feel like I pick him every year, but this is gonna be the year. <laughs> but um, no. Uh, with that said, with Xfinity, there's no better time to uh to roll into the Cup Series. So uh, you know, I don't think we got time to go uh, you know, like race by race. But uh, you know, we'll say our 16 drivers, mm-hmm. and then say who you think will lead the series and wins 
overall and how many wins they'll have. All right, yeah. I'll start. Um, that good, my guys. 16 playoff drivers, I got Kurt Busch, Brad Keselowski, Austin Dillon, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Joey Logano, Bubba Wallace, William Byron, Ross Chastain, Alex Bowman, and Matt DiBenedetto. So some big names you left out there. Oh, yeah. uh, this is going to be a fun one, I think, to debate. No, nope. uh, no Eric Almirola. No. Uh... Yeah, I got Larson in there. Did you say Kyle Larson? Okay. Uh, I got no Austin Dillon. No Austin Dillon. Yeah. Okay, you do? Okay. Um, Almirola is kind of like the biggest name I've Who else am I missing? Like... That. that... Got you. No uh, Bell. Nope. No Christopher Bell. Yeah, I have Christopher Bell as my last guy in. Spoiler, but uh, no Matt. No, no, no last Matt guy to Benedetto in. for you either. Yep. Last guy in. Got you. Well, uh, myself. So, who do you think will lead the series and wins? That's the first question I'll I ask. Think... How many wins do you think they'll have? Kyle Busch will win or have the most wins. With, with, I'm gonna oh, say man. ten wins, bold. Yeah, oh, oh, wow. Swing for the fences on this one. That's a lot of wins. Yeah, that that has not happened in what? It's gonna be 12 hungry. Twelve or thirteen years. I think Jimmy Johnson was the yeah, last one. I believe Kyle Busch was close wow, a couple years hard. back. Yeah. Kevin Harvick had nine last year. I mean, I'm not saying it can't be done. It's just really, really tough with how things oh, yeah. play out these days. So I got – so my pick for the wins, I'll say, before I go through my 16, and Nathan, I'll, you can go ahead and give your pick for the wins too. We'll do it that yeah. way. Yeah. But I got Chase Elliott with seven wins. That's my series leader in wins. I think all the road course races, I think I have him winning four of the six road course races or five of the seven, I believe is what it is. Because there's seven road course races overall. I have Chase Elliott winning five. I have Truex winning at Sonoma. Kyle Larson winning at Road America. And then Chase Elliott there is no the Sonoma. rest of the road course races. Yeah, that's why. Uh, have they already the road course. That? That's why oh, Daytona road course. No, that, 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 oh, that's auto good call. Good call. Okay, so yeah. Truex is still safe. So, uh, Nate, Nate uh, who do you have right. as your series leader in wins and how many wins? All right. I do have a 16 grid if you want to hear that, too. Sure. You so give your yeah. 16 so got, and then your leader, and I'll give my 16. All right. I got Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Harvick, Truex, Keselowski, Hamlin, Bowman, Logano, Blaney, Larson, Kurt Busch, Almirola, Byron, Bell, and then the last two are really, really ballsy. I think they're going to win play tracks. I think Busher's winning the 500, and I think Eric Jones is winning the summer Daytona race. I, I I don't I don't hate that, but I'm 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 a big Eric Jones fan, and I don't so and I think he can definitely do that. And Busher, like he doesn't get enough credit for his yeah. prowess on play tracks. He's always he really in the mix. does not. I think that eventually. Sooner, I mean, sooner or later, it's got to pay off because if he's in position every single time and, you know, he plays it smart, I think the other guys are going to, you know, the top two or three always take themselves out in these races. So I think 
if he's right there, then he'll be the first in line to take it. I'm in, I'm in like a race pool where you can only – it's like the first 20 races and you can only use a driver once. And, for example, and I have Busher as my pick for, for Daytona. So, I don't hate that pick at all. Yeah. I'm, and then I'm uh, who's, your, who's your series leader and wins? Oh, boy. This is, this is tough for me because I feel like there's three or four guys that could easily do this. But just based on my race by race, I think it's going to be uh, – split between Bush and Elliott. I think they're going to have anywhere from five to seven apiece, depending on their luck. And then, you know, I thought about Keselowski could potentially do it because he's close to the whole, if you believe in stats, like the whole age 38 peak thing, he's pretty close to that age. And based off the year he had last year, I think he's a sleeper pick. Yeah. To have, you know, uh, a real breakout season, and for me, a dark horse for that too is Larson. Because I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. at all if Larson comes in and just just yeah, we got a five dollar bet for mm-hmm. five wins. Five dollar bet, five wins. I have over five. He has under five. I got him winning Bristol Dirt. I'm just, I mean, a part of me thinks he could easily do that, but I'm just there's so much unknown, and I don't want to bet off. I mean, I already <laughs> took enough risk with the Busher pick, so. Um, so my 16, I got, oh, I just lost it. Okay. Um, okay, here it is. I got Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Kyle, excuse me, Kyle Larson, Martin Truex Jr., Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Brian Blaney, Alex Bowman, William Byron, Kurt Busch, Eric Almirola, Austin Dillon, Matt DiBenedetto, and Christopher Bell. So no real surprises in mine. Uh, I, I like most of the same drivers from last year, except obviously Boyer's gone, and I have Christopher Bell in, and Kyle Larson in, obviously, and then uh, from last year out, you know, uh, um, Clint Boyer obviously, and then I'm trying to think who else was in last year that I don't have in this year. Um. Um, I'm not going to remember, but, uh, yeah, I have somebody else that didn't, that didn't make it last year and Jimmy or no, Jimmy Nathan, did you it. have uh, a bubble? I don't remember making but, it, but, uh, oh, this was tough. I mean, I had him right outside on the bubble just based on being a new team and all. And I think that the surprise, if there's any surprise winners, I think it's going to yeah guys like him. Yeah. Like Makes sense. Right I was just bubble. curious. I didn't hear your picks off. So. My whole question is, um, with you know, with that team, is I, I think they'll probably run similar to what Levine was running, and there'll be some some Cole Custer was who I had out that also got in last year, but um, yeah, I didn't have him in either. But uh, I think he'll be there, but he won't get in. Same with Tyler Reddick. I think he'll be there, but not in. But uh, you know, I think with uh twenty three eleven, there's going to be some growing pains. You know, I don't, I think. There's this narrative out there that people really want and would be cool that, you know, they're going to come in and just start winning races right out the gate. And, I mean, Bubba himself was saying, like, we're going to win two races this year. And, like, uh, it's it's just going to be tough, you know. Levine had two years under the Toyota umbrella getting Gibbs support, and they didn't get any wins. They got close a couple times with, with Matty D. But, 
you know, it's just going to be tough. And I don't see as a brand-new team how they're just going to come in and immediately be competing for wins. And Bubba has to learn. You know, Bubba's been driving subpar equipment his whole career. Now he has to learn how to drive, you know, a car that's capable of running up front. And it's just two different – yeah, I mean, you can't just – it's two different – yeah, techniques basically. Like he can't run hard all the time in a in a good car. I mean, obviously you saw how hard he ran in the petty cars, but I feel like once you're up front, you have to kind of slow things down a little bit and take it easy because I feel like that's the difference with the guys who win so many times is that they've learned that you know driving the hardest is not always going to. Yeah, I mean, I think you're definitely going to have those growing pains there. Um, I think they'll be I think they'll be better than the Levine family racing. I mean. Levine Family Racing was kind of on a low budget, whereas uh, I feel like 23XI has max budget, and I think they're going to have way better give support than Levine Family Racing could afford, um, let alone we're getting. Um, and, I mean, Bubba's been he's, – he's had cars that are capable of winning. He's won a couple of truck races, so he knows how to get the job done. Um, I think he's one that could, could easily get a win and a surprise winner, but uh, – yeah, I mean, he's. I think that's it, right on the fence there. It's fifty-fifty. Mm-hmm. It could go either way. They could have those growing pains and kind of struggle a little bit this year, or they could be fast out of the gate and maybe steal the win somewhere. I got a uh, a dark horse for you guys, and I was wondering. You know, we'll go through a few drivers, and I'm just curious what you guys think. What do you guys think of Corey LaJoy and Spire Motorsports? Oh, what are boy. your expectations for that year, for that team this year? Yeah. You know, I'll be honest. I mean, this is not just me being biased as a Hamlin fan, but uh, I do think that there's going to be a lot of growing pains there because it's like, I mean, I know they have Hendrick support and whatnot, but they're still, I don't know how to phrase this in a good way, but like they're still, they're still going to have like a significant funding deficit to the other teams as Spire. I mean, I think he'll he'll have occasionally good runs, but I think at the end of the day, it's going to take multiple years to get. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Nathan. Um, I think it's going to. He's probably going to run a lot, lot similar to the way he's ran the past couple of years. It's probably going to be about the same equipment. He might be a handful of positions better, but don't expect him to immediately start running in the top ten or anything like that. Um, it's going to take a couple of years for that, that team to grow and to be a real competitive team. I think like high end expectations for that team. And, and, you know, there's like, say there's going to be growing pains and Corey's going to have the same issues. I think that I said with Bubba, where like, I think, I think I personally think they'll, he's, they're going to run better than where he was running at go fast. I'll say that first off, I think there's, that team should be able to run in, in the range with, like, the JTG cars as far as, like, a team with Hendrick support, if not, like, a touch behind them, maybe, like, where the 43 runs. And, you know, every you know everywhere you move up, it's like, a, like Nathan said, it's a different world, and you got to learn to drive a different style. But, you know, I think, I think they'll have some good runs. I don't think they're going to be, like, there yet. But uh, I think high-end expectations for them should be to run with the JTG cars. Yeah, I think that's a very fair comparison. Um, be exciting! To, it's it's gonna be exciting to watch this team grow. Um, and uh, really, it's been exciting to watch all these new teams come into the sport. You got 
uh, Spire Motorsports kind of growing into a two car team. You got Track House bringing in some some big names with the uh, the Pitbull. Yeah, uh, really that's a, that. that's a household name international wise. So mm-hmm. a lot of eyes are going to be on NASCAR this year for certain with Bubble with it getting a big ride and now Pitbull as a co owner of a team. And that's what's so cool to see, you know, for this sport that, you know, everybody this is on the decline and dying or, or whatever. We got all these new teams with people putting money into this sport and supporting the sport and big names, Pitbull, Michael Jordan, who like want to get in on this and, and own race teams. And I mean, I think it's really cool. And, you know, we got Spire Motorsports and, and those guys, I know they got a lot of crap when they first bought that charter and they said they were, you know, people said that they were just, you know, trying to cash out and whatever, but that's obviously not the case because they're going to have two full-time cars this year and, and, and two full-time cars with charters. And, you know, they're really working to improve. They got Steve Latart working with that team. So just a lot of cool new teams and new, uh, new stories to watch going into the year. And I think it's really, yeah. I mean, to play devil's advocate a little bit, you talk about, yeah, it's great to see all these new owners coming in, but then you get the stories of the, the Ryan priests where, they, they had to give up the charter to kind of get some funding, and now they're going to chance it and bet on themselves to run it a year as an open team. So, I mean, this sport, is, it's razor thin, the margin. And, I mean, one, one little thing could make or break you. I mean, it's one, you're one sponsor away from being solid and having plenty of funding to having no funding. So, it's a, it's a razor's edge. Yeah, no, we. I mean, we've definitely seen plenty of examples of that, of teams losing sponsorships and, you know, them it putting them under, basically. You know, we saw it with Furniture Row Racing. I mean, and, the, you know, not that far past, like, you know, five-hour energy left and Furniture Row Racing, not even a, a year removed from a cup championship. They were out. That was it for them because it wasn't profitable. So, uh, you know, at some point the business, you know, and I don't know what how they're going to make the business model work, considering that the new car is supposedly supposed to be I think more that's expensive a small statement. than the cars now. So, I think it might be. Is it? Is that alternative facts? I think the initial cost, because of like transferring all um, the information and having to relearn everything, is more expensive. But in the long run, and overall, the car is not more expensive. If that makes sense. No, I got you, because, uh, you know, the teams will have to buy all new cars, obviously, but I just thought the the overall cost of the cars was supposed to be more, but like you say, maybe long-term, Yeah, that'll uh, that'll balance out. But, uh, you know, that'll be something to, to follow, just because, you know, these owners talk about needing to make the business model more sustainable, and I'm just curious to see how that uh, – how that that goes? Yeah, I mean, clearly one thing that we didn't predict in. or couldn't have predicted last year with the pandemic and getting all these one day shows. Um, I mean, that's saving teams a whole ton of money, and we see that, that that's obviously going to be the future of of NASCAR and just kind of having practice and qualifying for the special events. Um, so it's it's interesting to see the the hand that we were forced into changes things that we thought were staple. 
Although I, I am going to miss Fast Friday Absolutely. having practice so, uh, qualifying on when I get home from work. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I, I agree with you on that. And I feel like the losers of the, the whole thing might be the tracks because, like, why, why, like, why am I going to go mm-hmm. to the track on Friday now? Like, right. And, you know, so, I mean, there's a trickle down. So, you know, a lot of people are going to say, screw it. I'm not going for the whole weekend and something's going on on Friday. So that hurts the local hotels and restaurants oh, and yeah. probably hurts the tracks. Cause I'm, I mean, I'm sure they make plenty of money off selling, you know, full weekend tickets. And I mean, I know they say they're going to well, make it also with it with like I race. I mean, that also whatever. puts I mean, the ball know, in the, the track's court. Track. I mean, that, that that forces the track. Okay, so we're not going to have any on track, for anything on track at Friday. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to have this concert. We're going to have Cody Jinx come out and play for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you bought a race ticket, you you can come into this concert that we're going to have. Um, I think it opens up our opportunities for stuff like that, which will be neat. And, and I wonder uh, another story. I wonder how NASCAR answers to the sponsors too. Because the sponsors utilize a lot of, you know, at, you know, guys being at the track on Friday mm-hmm. when that's kind of like, you know, they u- use that to utilize those experiences. But if, if, if guys aren't coming to the track till Sunday, you know, how do you answer to Kroger where, you know, if they put uh, uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and you go meet Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at Kroger and, and buy a NOS and get an autograph or whatever they do, uh, you know, how do you answer those sponsors that aren't going to have as many of those activation opportunities? Well, I think you, the, if the, maybe the drivers the will still be at the track. And, you know, the sponsors. Be, you know, saying this is they're just cost saving on the track activity. You know, what I'm saying you can still have say, okay, the driver needs to come in Friday, but the teams don't need to come in until Sunday, or you know what I mean, if the pickers especially. I'll miss the uh, the driver appearances because I don't I don't think they yeah I mean it's gonna be uh COVID, to be honest I'm, and the team shops have yeah I met from Corey like, LaJoy uh, there I met Corey LaJoy ten foot there distance last <laughs> really yeah he was he was oh, doing appearances he, he was he was like the only drive like he was doing appearances every week with the Trump stuff and all that that like that sponsor that like they were doing mm-hmm. appearances every week so I mean. It was pretty cool that through all that, like he was kind of like yeah. the one guy that was still like getting out there meeting fans. So, however people feel about that sponsor, obviously like, we, we don't right. get into that. But, <laughs> but, but whatever it was, it, it was cool to. He he was the the only guy that because I met him at Daytona, I met him at Talladega, and he was there every week. But you know, uh, not not you you can keep going what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna go out. ahead. Sorry, Nathan. Yeah, I guess. Oh, sorry about that. But yeah, like I was saying, um, that's part of what I'm going to miss about, you know, Thursday practice every July at Daytona, which is when I would usually go because, you know, practice day was literally $20 for a general admission ticket. You go in the infield fan zone, you know, you get to meet a bunch of drivers and, you know, just hang out there for a day. And it's like, you know, now that that's going to be gone, it's weird rolling up to the track on a Friday, you know, going straight to watch Xfinity and then watching cup the next day and then going home it's like it almost feels like it feels different you know it feels you know it's not the same build-up like if as if you're going to be there for three or four days yeah uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they do that and if they do like travis was saying the sponsor activations around the track or at the track um 
Because, I mean, you can still do those things even though they're not practicing. Um, and another thing I think it would be interesting to see how the driver-fan interactions are coming back from the COVID uh, situation. Um, like I said, Travis was able to meet Corey LaJoy a couple times from a distance uh, last fall. But now that we're finally kind of maybe hopefully getting out of this thing soon and can maybe have some garage access in the next uh, – probably not this year, but – It'll be it'll be interesting to watch how that that unfolds and how right. how close you're able to get to these drivers again. I think like second half of this year we should be able to get. Yeah, there, but, I mean, that, uh, no, I think it's quite fashion, unknown so. still, but at least I don't know much about it. So. Yeah, I can't. I can't say. Uh... I know a lot either, but I always try to be on the optimistic side of things. And I think that as NASCAR, obviously, you know, as soon as they can do something, they're going to do it. They're going to be like one of the first sports to say like, yeah, we're going to do this. So I feel like as soon as there's any sign of like the coast being clear, basically NASCAR is going to jump at the opportunity to. Yeah. You know, know just like they did back with involved with everything. Back to the racetrack um, last summer. But um, anything else to add on this, Nathan? I was going to go through playoff eliminations real quick because we've had a lot to say here. So, you know, I agree with everything you said. I think that they're gonna they're gonna do everything they can to get in the spotlight in a good way. And I think if you know, say a vaccine, you know, if it gets proven is effective, and they're gonna do everything they can to say it and advertise like, hey, look, we're the first sport to have fans involved again, and. You know anything that gets them positive attention will, that they'll they'll jump on it. One hundred percent, but uh, all good points, and uh, you know that that was a good talk, but uh, went on a little bit. So we'll go get to uh, playoff eliminations real quick. Um, round of sixteen. Who are your four drivers going out? Both of you. All right, I'll start off. I got um, Eric Jones being out, Chris Buescher being out, Christopher Bell being out, and then William Byron being out. Obviously, the last two were surprise winners, so I don't really think that they would have much of a much hope to make it if they get in. And uh, gotcha. Bubba Wallace, and Derek, William Byron, going out? Ross Chastain, and Matt Benedetto. Gotcha. And a lot like you guys, I got William Byron out too. I got William Byron, Eric Almirola, Matt DiBenedetto. Yeah, it's funny, all the guys that we disagreed on, or we all have going out in the first round. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So it's like moot point, basically. But uh, second round. Yeah, I'll uh, lead uh, round of 12. I got going out leaving uh, Kurt Busch, Austin Dillon. Ryan Blaney and Joey Logano. Interesting. Interesting. Who do you got, Nate? Yeah. All right. I got Eric Almirola going out first, um, Kurt Busch, Kyle Larson, and then Ryan Blaney. Gotcha. And just like both of you, I got Kurt Busch. I have Austin Dillon. I have Alex Bowman. And I have Brad Kizilowski. And then uh, we'll go to the round of eight. Who are the four drivers you have going in the round of eight? And then who are um, the okay, four I'll drivers? Okay, I'll go. Um, round of Phoenix. eight, uh, Brad, 
Larson, Blaney, and Truex. And then four going to Phoenix are Harvick, Chase, Kyle Busch, and Alex Bowman. And how about yourself, Nate? All right. This is going to be – this is a tough part because I feel like once you get to the round of eight, I think that anyone there has a realistic chance of making it. So I kind of – you could go either way on this. It's either going to age well or it's going to be age like milk. But, you know, I got Logano, Bowman, Hamlin, and Keselowski. I think that they're going to be right there on speed. I just don't think there's room for all of them. So, you know, someone's got to miss it even if they're, you know – even if they're fast, there just can't be room. So you said Logano, Bowman, Keselowski, and who is your fourth? I I think Hamlin's going to surprise. I think he'll still run well. I just think that, you know, there isn't going to be room for five people to go to Phoenix. So he's got to, you know, he's got to be the unfortunate sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah, I'd uh, definitely hear you there. And then, uh, so who are your four advancing to Phoenix? All right, I got uh, Martin Truex going in. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him, obviously, because he had one win last year. But, I mean, he still ran well, so I put him in. Harvick I'll put in because he's got good tracks in that round. Elliott's got to go in if he wins all the road courses and, you know, gets a bunch of bonus points. And uh, Kyle Busch is going in as well. All right. And – uh my four eliminated. I got Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, and Kyle Busch eliminated. And my four to Phoenix, I got Kevin Harvick, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, and Martin Truex Jr. I got Kyle Larson winning at Kansas to get his way through. That's probably like the one surprise on my list. But uh, mm-hmm. that's a really good track for Larson. He hasn't won at before. Definitely. I mean, it's good for all a bunch of people there. Yeah. And I think, I think Larson's going to – I think he's going to win his way through. And, uh, yeah, those are the uh, the four guys I got. And a uh, fun prop real quick since I heard, Nate, you brought it up and brought up the playoff points. How many road course races out of seven will Chase Elliott win? Oh, Lord. It's going to be really – I think he's going to win three or four. Gotcha. You know, I think Truex is going to win one of the – I think he'll win Daytona Road Course because, you know, having been there last year, he was probably the fastest car in the race. He just had a pit road penalty of some sort, and he got bogged down. Um, I don't know. I feel like William Byron is a sleeper on road courses based on how he's ran there. Gotcha. So I think that and if anyone's going to – yeah, I think if anyone's going to prevent Elliott from winning every single one of them, it's going to be Truex or Byron or – you know, maybe uh, maybe like a McDowell or someone if if it rains, but I don't think it's going to rain. Matty D, also a guy you got to watch out yeah, for. Yeah, he's another one too. And Cindric, I don't know if Cindric or Briscoe or, you know, whoever, you know, they might turn heads depending on what races Cindric runs. Also Dark Horse, I believe uh, A.J. Allmendinger is probably going to run all the road courses for college. Yeah. That'll be pretty cool. It just depends on the equipment gap. I feel like in Cup, the – the equipment on the road courses is so more important than it used to be because, like, you used to see guys dragging horrible cars in the top ten, but it's like nowadays guys that 
I wouldn't even consider good road races yeah. or up in the top five on a regular basis. I think simulators also have a lot equipment. to do with that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think everyone's got to step it up now that, you know, there's there's playoff points and, like, Yo, you can't – Two was okay. I feel like usually back in the day, if you were bad at one, you were okay at the other one. You know, Watkins, Glenn, and Sonoma are kind of complete opposites. Sonoma real technical, right. Watkins, Glenn more flowy. Um, so, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I'll take that prop bet. I think Chase Elliott probably only wins. Uh, I'll go two of the road courses. Whoa, okay, that's a really that's a bold one. I I have five. I went through and picked every race. I have five. Like I, I said earlier, I have Kyle Larson winning Road America and Truex winning Sonoma and Chase Elliott cleaning out the mm-hmm. rest of them. Yeah, I really don't know how I had William Byron at Road America, but I figured, you know what, I'm just throwing it in there. It's just going to be my one of my bold <laughs> picks just to – because I love doing little bold picks. It's like sometimes they age really well, so. Yeah, and uh, no, that's not that's not a bad pick. He's He's improved on road courses a lot. So, uh, mm-hmm. and I think Hendrick as a whole, like they had that whole track attack thing. I yeah, don't know if you guys saw that, but it's—I mean, it's like it's a kind of. I think anybody can do it, like rent it out. If I'm not mistaken, if you have enough money, you can like say, "Okay, I want the Hendrick track yeah, attack I mean, to come to VIR, and I want to run it." Right. I mean, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure that some of the other teams are probably starting to think about it now, and I feel like once right. other teams start doing the same thing, then NASCAR is going to come in and say, "Hey, look, it, it will be interesting to watch unfold." So, um, with with so who I you have guys Kevin Harvick gets redemption from last year and gets his second Cup title. All right, here goes nothing. Um, you you might think I'm jinxing you on this, but I'm going Kyle Busch just because, you know, I buy heavily into the whole comeback narrative, and I think based on the last few title picks I've had, I had I had Elliott winning last year. I had yeah, I kind of, no, I had Kyle Busch winning in 2019, and then I had um, I did have Logano in 2018. So I feel like hopefully. Whatever streak. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a great pick. I mean, I honestly kind of wanted to pick Kyle Busch just because, yeah. like you said, that narrative of getting redemption on last year. Um, but I didn't want to be biased and pick as a fan, so I went with uh, went with the other guy. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, I don't think Bush was that slow last year. I mean, he wasn't perfect, <clears throat> but it's just. He didn't necessarily have the best of luck. I mean, yeah, I mean, instead of getting the top fours, he was getting the top eight last year. Yeah, right. like he was either finishing top ten. Travis, what about you? Who's your champion? So, uh, I will say it took every fiber of my being to not go bold and say Kyle Larson. I really wanted to do it. I'm a big Kyle Larson fan, and I uh, Kyle Busch is my guy, but I love Kyle Larson. And, you know, I I want to go with like that redemption. Like he climbs back. That's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, 
like Twitter might not like it, but yeah. But uh, I, and I really thought about it because he runs good at Phoenix, but I went with Kevin Harvick, right? And I guess that's another redemption story for him to shouldn't you know what happened at the end of last year to to go back to Phoenix and, and get it done. I mean, I'm yeah, a little weird uh, to say I think the team was, was just deflated. They went to Phoenix just last saying, fuck it, like, you know. Yeah, like why? Why are we even here? It's over. You know, what I mean, why are we even here? Yeah, I don't know. What's so, the point? <laughs> right, because I feel like judging by how they went last year, it's like, you know, Harvick's kind of, you know, he's he's old enough to the point where he's like, you know, he doesn't care where he wins or loses the title. He just wants well, to this... win as much as he can and hope he gets there. But I, I. Uh... I went yeah, with, I mean, I went with Harvick to win my championship. Are, are through the roof. Uh, really, in all three series, across the board, NASCAR, it's going to be a fantastic year, all series. Um, I think there's a lot for, for everybody. I mean, uh, if you want any kind of storyline you want, you can, you can find it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, uh we're probably going to move on to the world of outlaws and uh, all these all-star circuit of champions, uh, just recap of their first three races. But, uh, uh, Nate, you want to stay on for that? Or are you going to get off of here? Well, um, I can get off now if you guys want. It's all up to you, buddy. Yeah, it was nice. uh, It was nice being on and I'll definitely give you guys a shout out on whatever social media I am able to. Yeah, man. Appreciate you tuning in, uh, stopping by. uh, Hopefully we'll have you on again sometime soon. Yeah, without a doubt, I'd love to go again. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. And you got your own podcast starting up if you wanted to shout that out real quick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm all for collaborations and getting to know one another. So, absolutely, man. All right. Well, appreciate you coming on. All right. It's a pleasure being on. Talk Thank to you, you later, brother. All right, we'll see you. Yeah, before but, um, we before we so jump all the way into the outlaws, um, we were kind of touching on road course Ethan. racing and and uh, NASCAR, how it's kind of going that way. Um, this past weekend, we saw the Rolex Twenty Four, so we talked about that a little bit. You had some NASCAR drivers in there. You had Chase Elliott running for Action Express team. Um, you also had former NASCAR driver Jimmy Johnson running for another Action Express team, and Austin Dillon running for Rick Ware racing in the uh, LMP2 class. Yeah, that was uh, it's a fun weekend at the roll. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you, you, you were uh, double-tweeting Saturday night. Uh, you had anything? Friday, Friday night, uh, you were able to go to Screven Motorsports yeah, that was Park fun. down there in Georgia, <laughs> and Check out the uh, All These All Stars first first race of the twenty one season, and uh, how was that? Oh, it was a it was a great time, man, and uh, felt good to get back to the racetrack. It was super cold. That's like the one thing. Uh, but uh, no, nah, it was it was a really good time, and it was fun to get back to the track and uh, for you know racing to really be back and. Uh, you know, uh, Donnie Schatz got the win. It was there was like six different series racing. Ken Schrader was there racing some sort of late models too. It was cool to see him racing. But uh, but no, Donnie Schatz got the big win. And um, 
already won again at East Bay last night and might be in. Yeah, they just finished the, the B main. I'm watching the guy got pulled up on screen. Wilder finished the B main. You know, you had Kale Conley making contact with somebody as they were crossing the line for the transfer spot. Um, not sure who that was, but yeah, it's gonna be exciting, exciting stuff tonight. Um, wow. But yeah, you've had you've had uh, some outlaw guys Look. running with the All Stars. The All Star season kicked off before that loss. Outlaws kicks off tomorrow night as we record this. It's uh. Wednesday at nine o'clock, um, and you got the All Stars at the Evolution tonight. Um, they had it right East Bay last night. Johnny Shaw's got the win, and then I believe it was Aaron Wrightsville picked up the win uh, last Saturday at Screven for the second race. Okay, I, I said I wasn't watching you. You were live tweeting that as Indeed. I was live tweeting the Rolex. So uh, it was kind of nice. Double GD. Sheldon Hodden Shield probably had the best car both nights and just had terrible luck. You know, he got caught up and ran into a lap car on Friday night, and I don't remember what. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of like Corey Elias last night. I mean, he was uh, smoking the field uh, about a quarter way through the feature and got in trouble with a lap car and had to come down pit road, fix it, fell back to the back, but managed to pick his way back up. I think finished inside the top ten. If I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, he said some guys working a lot of traffic, but it's just nice to get the get some cars back on track. And it feels like race season's here. We're gonna have plenty of content coming your way now. Um, probably have at least a weekly podcast, if not sometimes twice a week, if something big events are going on or whatever. Um, but we're definitely back in the groove. Uh, we started late last year with oh, this yeah. stuff, so kind of the end of outlaw season and. When NASCAR was winding down in the playoffs is when we kind of picked it up. So now that we're fresh season, it's it's getting ready to kick off. So stay tuned. And, and we say we sit close <laughs> to the action, and you know I'm uh, I'm planning on headed to uh, maybe Volusia this weekend. That's a game time decision. But then next weekend headed to uh, headed to uh, Woodstock, Georgia, and. Uh, to watch the world of outlaws and then uh sad them up and headed to uh talladega short track to see the, the outlaws on back-to-back nights so uh we'll have uh some content from the track as we had with screvin and then yeah uh, you're gonna be able time, to give us a plenty of track content so um and yeah. i said i'm really jealous about you going to the short track at talladega and seeing the outlaws i think uh, every time i've gone there and been hammered drunk on a Friday night at the track. I've always like, man, I wish the outlaws were here. And hopefully one day soon, maybe they can be a possibility, you know, with, I said, NASCAR going to one-day shows. Maybe they look at bringing outlaws to, to some of these tracks. And I think I think that's a good crossover that maybe NASCAR can look at. Um, you already see, I said, they're doing World Outlaws oh, in Bristol, cool. which is kind of like a NASCAR crossover. And then you have the trucks at Knoxville, so... It would really be cool if NASCAR embraces outlaws and and kind of companion some of these races. That would be amazing. And to add to uh, Talladega Short Track, if yeah, uh, if anybody listens this far, we'll do the same deal we did a few months ago. So if if you listen this far, tell us tweet the video, and we have an amazing. Video of Derek after yep. he indulged in a, a classic. Liquid, just a, liquid yeah, tw- I said, tweet Saturday us, night. Tweet at us saying, "Show us the video," and we'll post it. 
So uh, that's that's a that's a deal we'll have out there. But uh, but not it should be awesome. And you know we're so excited about the sprint cars this season. You know the Ollie's All Stars on Flow Racing, uh, and the World of Outlaws on Dirt Vision. So uh, some great platforms to watch the races. I still wish that both of those series just found a way to get their races to to more fans and. You know, when it's kind of stuck behind the paywall, it's just it's harder to make new fans. But but, um, you know, we'll see what happens in the future with that. And um, it'll uh, it'll definitely be fun, to, fun to. Uh, yeah. Fun to yeah, follow I see. Both I'm, of I'm really excited to sprint car series. kind of really getting into the sprint car scene here. Uh, so to stay tuned, we'll, we'll bring you updates as much as we can on that. Um uh, you, th- you you had some races planned out. You might be going to Volusia this weekend. Definitely and, uh, next weekend you'll have some content, so and then uh, that'll roll us right into March and April. Um, April, I know I'll be going to uh, hopefully the All-Stars at uh, Virginia Motor Speedway, barring that our governor allows that. Um, so that, that should be a good time. Good luck. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was thinking about it today. Like I, 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 I was like, "Oh well. yeah, I plan to go to the race," and then I'm like, "Oh wait, I gotta make sure my governor allows me to go to the race." <laughs> I have to get my permission slip signed from the governor. But, <laughs> but um, but no, oh yeah, so, I got, uh, I got a top. Do you want to give some world outlaw? I got, I guess I should say a top uh, seven or seven guys that I think will be in the running come. The uh, world finals time. Um, uh, sure. I mean, they're not so really necessarily in order, um, but I can go. I'll go. Yeah, I guess the two guys that you can you can off the cuff do yours. Like, like I'll do seven. Then okay. Yeah. 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 Kind of like off the cuff, throw so it together. Got, if you you, got, do it that you way. have seven. So. But I can go ahead and uh, throw something together real quick. If, well, no, I'll just, we'll just do if, five. If you want to fill a bit, I would do I'll seven say, if you I got two, two to real watch. quick. Otherwise, we'll just do five. Okay. That'll work. So, at five, I have Sheldon Hodden-Shield. I think he'll finish fifth in the season standings for the World Outlaws. Uh, they had some great runs uh, last year in um, – they, you know, they always struggle to kind of like break through once the features get going. But, but you know, they're a strong team with with Stenhouse, uh, Stenhouse Racing, and um, yeah, well, I think uh, they'll have a good must year. Have and looked I at each other's notes because I have Sean Hodden showed at number five as well. Um, I feel like he, he he runs really well, and there's certain type of tracks that he runs really well at. But he's kind of that wild child, and if he could settle down, I think that's what he could win a, a, a world championship. But Right now, his his driving style. He he's a little too wild and reckless. Um, it's awesome as a fan. Don't get me wrong, but I think that that'll cost him in a points championship down the line. Um, I remember last year, last year him. Well, I guess last year he he was the first to burn the right. Yeah, rear that's off why and I didn't feel to win. I think that was the weekend we were at Darlington and we were watching in our tents and we we're like, what the hell is going on? This is crazy. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we're like, we going to just yelling over flag it. Everybody like, tires. How many tires are they going to blow? Like, everybody was blowing those right rears. Um, yeah, my I number mean, four, it, it I got Logan Schuhart. Was blowing right rears um, I think this is a guy but, um, that uh, he, he's going to be in contention again this year. Runs really well. Very consistent. Um, and I think he has potential to climb up my, my leaderboard, you know, barring anything that um, – and I guess really I shouldn't say – this is not really necessarily in order. I'm just reading them off in order, and I'm just going to talk about them. Um, but, yeah, I think Logan Schuhart could definitely contend for a title. He's a very consistent driver. Runs really well. Yeah, I think runner-up two years in a row, if I'm not mistaken. To he was runner-up last year, right? So, he, he's in the guy that knows how to get it done, knows how to run consistent. Oh, I think yeah. is just a uh, couple, couple steps away from really breaking through and winning on a title. Yeah, you you have to keep an eye on that team of uh, Shark Racing with uh, him and uh, Jacob Allen. You know, both of those guys. You know, I think they're right there and getting ready to take kind of like that next step forward. So it'll be really fun to follow like the progress of that team because I, th- I think they're going to take another step forward this year. And, and both of those guys, Logan and Jacob Allen, will be uh, fun to follow. And I also had. For the record, I think we did. <laughs> yeah, look at those and notes you, you I mentioned Jacob Allen as teammate racing. Well. I think he he's on my list here as as my seven seed, as one to watch. I guess I should say. Um, and yeah, I think both of those guys are are just a a couple of things from going their way to to really making noise and and contending for a title. Um, that's the thing about a World Outlaws title. I mean, it's February to November every every weekend, um, and you're traveling. Sometimes three states a night, long nights, early early days, getting the car prepped. Um, it's a grind. So, shout out to these teams that do it every year. Um, it's a it's a grind. Yeah, it's all what they do and how they're able to keep the show on the road every week. And uh, so at three on my list, I have okay back to back champion Brad Sweet finishing third this year. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's hard not to pick him to to get the three-peat, and he'll certainly be strong, and he has to be the favorite going into the season. But, uh, you know, the way I did it, uh, I went ahead and put Brad Sweet third on mine. But, I mean, he'll certainly be a factor in the championship. That's not me uh, by any means saying he'll be, you know, a, a notch behind any of the two yeah, guys I have mean, in front of him uh, at all. I just went ahead and put a third on my list this year. Uh, for a three-peat. Um, I have him on my, number two on my list. Um, but before I get there, my number three on my list is David Gravel in the number two. Uh, moving teams this year, I think uh, maybe it's a fresh fresh scenery, you know, kind of a fresh start. Um, can can kind of maybe shake things up and really go out and compete for a championship with that team. Um <clears throat> It'll be interesting. To and see yeah, for and sure. I said we talked about uh, how Brad Sweet. Uh, he's my number two pick. I think I mean, he's guy. He's got all the experience right now. You know, they got they got uh, tons of funding with that team. Um, and like you said, he's got back to back titles. Knows how to get the job done. Very consistent. Um, and I think he's he's definitely right there. So my number two runner-up 
I had a guy who's tearing it up right now, the 10-time champion, Donnie Schatz. I have him finishing as the bridesmaid this year and coming runner-up in the World Outlaw standings. You know, uh, it's been a hot start to the season already for him. And I think, you know, if you saw Donnie after he won at uh, Scraven and after he won at East Bay last night, he's so focused this year. And it's uh, – you know, you know, he. I think he almost feels like he has something to prove, and you know, he wants to remind everybody, you know, hey, I'm still the ten-time champion, and I'm, you know, I'm still the, the, the face that runs the place, and uh, you know, I think Donnie Schatz is going to rack up yeah, a lot of wins uh, and have a well, great that's my year number one guy. I have um, finishing runner up. You, you named that focus. I, I could see that last night uh, after the interview. Uh, I fell asleep during the Scrivens race, and then I didn't watch Saturday. So really, last night was the first full feature I got to watch. Um, and yeah, his interview, post race interview, he was just super focused, just uh, could re- really chomping at the bit to get the season going. It seemed like. Um, I mean, I. You know, I was at the hauler on, on Friday and talked to Donnie, and, I mean, it was just such a, a business-like approach. I mean, it just does his victory lane interview, just pulls the car up, walks into the hauler, right. and just chats with his guys. And, like, it was just – it was Yeah, just I think uh, like, with, you know, he's, with, he's uh, like, I'm Donnie Larson Schatz. coming in last year and kicking everybody's butt. And, uh, I think a guy like Donnie Schatz, the last true outlaw, he's, uh, he's one of those that was kind of taken back by that and – was like, look, I'm gonna go show y'all this year that I'm gonna come do that, you know. So I think he's definitely really focused. They got a good power plant in that Ford. Um, it's fast. Yeah, I mean, like I said it's no, these are so in, uh, you have no becoming necessarily the order, time but uh, I just uh, I, I mean, yeah, I think uh, he could easily be an eleven time champion this year. And my uh, my champion, I have a guy moving to a new team, and I think it'll be his breakout year, his breakout moment. Yeah. I have Carson Macedo with Jason Johnson Racing winning the championship this year. His first year at the new team, a badass paint scheme that they just released last week. Uh, I went. I think Carson Macedo is gonna gonna really uh, light the world on fire this year at Jason Johnson Racing. I think it's a step up in equipment for him, and you know I think he's going to take that car to another level and really establish himself. And I, I think, uh, you know, I just had the feeling uh, Carson Macedo, it's going to be, yeah, year I mean, and he's, he's, take uh, home the he's my second for, uh, guy to for, watch. For uh, I think that, that's a, a really good team for him, for him moving into a more well-funded team, um, a team that's been established, been around for a while. So I, I definitely can see him breaking out and really making a name for him this year, making a name for himself this year, I should say. Yeah, for sure. So, I have Carson Macedo as champion. You have Donnie Schatz. Uh, we talked about our top fives. You talked about uh, uh, your two guys to watch. Jake well, let's Allen wrap this up because the features are about to roll off. Uh, did you have sleep. anybody else? Oh, I have I have one. Uh, all right, I got one. I got one. One guy I want. Uh, you know, want to bring up and keep an eye on as like dark horse this year. Justin Ouch, James McFadden. Running the full season for Casey yep. Kane Racing, you know he's not going to be there at the start of the year, but he's still going to get points uh, for those races. And I think 
Obviously, we know that's championship level equipment. I think James McFadden. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, uh, it's really uh, good that they're going to get the seventy-five uh, points uh, until he gets back across the big pond. Um, he, he's waiting on the birth of his son. In case anybody hasn't heard, he released a statement today that they they got to wait. I mean, he he could at normal times fly over here and race Felicia, and then when when he's the son's about to be born, he could fly back over there and it'd be no problem. But they have a two-week quarantine when he gets to Australia. So it's just not feasible for that to happen. So cool that they're giving him kind of the waiver, the 75 point waiver, uh, still going to put him in a deficit, but I think he's a guy that running full season could easily overcome that and be in the hunt for championship come finals time. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, We'll wrap this up real quick because I know you want to watch that feature. We're going to be live tweeting the feature as well. No, just uh, but, uh, I say it's nice. Any, uh, any we got the Dirt Car Nationals this week kicking off. We got All Stars tonight and tomorrow, and then uh, starting Friday is when the Outlaws World Outlaws season gets started, and uh, they they're in Volusia for the rest of the weekend: Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. And and then next weekend they're like I said at Georgia, and then and uh, Alabama. So, like I said, race season's here. So, be ready for some content. As always. Awesome. Well, thank you, uh, everybody, anybody who's listening to this. You know, we love this. We're doing everything we can to build this. We're having fun with it. And we thank you so much. If anybody's actually, like, listening to this all the way through, just know we really appreciate it. And, you know, if you like it, tweet it, support us. Thank Nathan for coming on. And, uh, yeah, so that's about it. Uh, thanks for thanks for uh, doing this with yes, me. Yes, sir. And uh, it's a we'll pleasure catch you. as always. Catch you on the next can't one, wait for this racing season to be getting full gear.